0: welcome to the brain health podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science to help you maximize your brain function while aiming to slow stop and even reverse symptoms of cognitive decline i'm your host dr Joni yakel what is the root cause of cognitive decline dementia and alzheimer's this is an incredibly pertinent question in today's day and age because quite frankly we have not found any powerful or effective solutions, at least from an allopathic or medical perspective, the drugs that are being used today at best can temporarily reduce the symptoms of cognitive decline, but they're having no overall effect. And it's really just prolonging the inevitable of a really horrifying disease process. So, the ultimate question, therefore, is well, are there things that we can be doing today to prevent, stop, and potentially even reverse cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's? And, and the answer is absolutely 100% yes. And there are some great names out there, people who are doing some wonderful research that are helping us get to that root cause, helping us find what is the source so that not only can we start now when it comes to, to prevention, for some of us, and those of us who have, you know, seen our our parents and, and grandparents and family members succumb to this, you know, terrible disease process, there are things we can start doing now. But I think what's even more exciting is that we're seeing cases in clinic all the time of people showing up who already have symptoms of cognitive decline, dementia, and even Alzheimer's disease. And when being put on specific protocols to target root causes, these people are getting changes and they are getting their brains back and they are getting their lives back. So the answer to whether or not there is something that we can do about cognitive decline. Dementia, Alzheimer's, is, is a resounding yes. Absolutely, there are things we can be doing in our own life today to start healing and repairing our brain. And this is, a, you know, this this is about empowerment. Quite frankly, there is not a system, there is not a drug that is going to save us. This requires us being proactive and making changes in our lives and helping our loved ones make changes in their lives in order to stop the progression of this disease and actually get to that root cause and start healing the brain. So thanks to work to people like Dale Bredesen, for those of you who've heard of him, he wrote a book called The End of Alzheimer's and he has put a tremendous amount of energy and research into discovering, well, what are the root causes? What lies at the epicenter? And, you know, one of the things that's been learned over the years is, again, there's no one thing that causes it. It is multifactorial. There can be a, n- a number of different triggers. Each person is going to prevent different, uh, and they're going to show up with, you know, obviously similar symptoms, but they could be showing up with different causes. So today we're going to talk about the six primary underlying root causes that drive dementia, cognitive decline, and even Alzheimer's. And in future podcasts, we're going to be diving into each one of these individually. And we're going to be talking about what you can be doing in your life today to start making changes that will immediately start impacting your brain health. So number one, so the top seven root causes of cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's are inflammation, lack of hormones and nutrient status to the brain, imbalanced blood sugar, toxins, circulation, and head injury. So again, the top seven root cause drivers of cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's are inflammation, what we call atrophy or atrophic changes as a result of not enough hormones and nutrients to the brain is number two. Number three is going to be blood sugar imbalance. Number four is toxins. Number five is circulation. And again, number six is head injuries. So starting at number one, inflammation. Here's what we know. There is a huge correlation between the amount of inflammation associated with Alzheimer's and our genes. And specifically, there is a gene called the APOE4 that when we have this gene, it immensely increases our likelihood of Alzheimer's. Why does it do that? Well, this gene, believe it or not, actually started out uh, as a benefit because an inflammatory response was actually quite positive to our ancestors. So if we're out in in the plains, maybe we cut our foot and an infection sets in, well, inflammation is the response of our body in order to kill that infection. So having ApoE4 genes in our history actually resulted in greater longevity because we would recover from infections faster. And we were more, we were less prone to succumbing and dying. I mean, the the reality is, is that up until about a hundred years ago with the, the invention of antibiotics, infection was the number one cause of death for our species. So having an APOE4 gene was incredibly important for our health, our recovery, our healing, and ultimately for our longevity, our survival depended on having this gene. So it's not so much that anybody is, has, has been, um, cursed with having this gene. The reality is, is part of the reason you're here today might in fact be because this gene Helped our ancestors get through more challenging times. The problem is, is that, well, this gene, you know, we, our ancestors were lucky if they made it to 70, 80, and 90 years old. Well, today that's, that's a very, you know, that's a reality where the average, uh, you know, the, the average lifespan in our country is in the mid to upper 70s and early 80s for women. So we are out living outlasting our ancestors. And because of that, this gene that was so important in the past now lends to us having more inflammation. And of course, if you have, uh, two strands of this gene, well, now, uh, I, our, our likelihood of Alzheimer's goes up about 70%. So if you've got one, you're looking about 30%. If you've got two, it's going up about 70%. But this is not all bad news. Our genes are not inherently our destiny. And in fact, this inflammatory cause of Alzheimer's just so happens to be one of the easiest to address through lifestyle changes like diet and exercise and sleep and things of that nature, stress management, all of those things can dramatically reduce the inflammation in our body, even if we have a genetic predisposition. Keep in mind, genes don't work how we were taught that they work. We were once told that if you have the gene, you're going to have the outcome. Well, if you have the gene for heart disease, you're getting heart disease. If you have the gene for breast cancer, you're getting breast cancer. If you've got the gene for Alzheimer's, you're getting Alzheimer's. Well, we know that's not at all how genes work. It does in fact create a predisposition, but it does not Uh, by any means, create or determine our destiny genes can be turned on genes can be turned off, and more or less genes are actually turned up and turned down. And it is our lifestyle and our environment that determines the expression of these genes. So the good news is, is, hey, if you've got the gene, well, now we know it's just about doubling down on an anti inflammatory lifestyle, which we should all be focusing on. Anyway, so that's number one, inflammation, Number two has to do with hormone and nutrient status to the brain. So of course, our brain needs building blocks. Just like any tissue in our body, it is calling upon reserves in order to heal and repair and rebuild itself. And it needs very important nutrients and hormones. And this can be anything from sex hormones like testosterone and estrogen and progesterone to thyroid hormones, uh, to brain derived neurotrophic hormone, uh, to even vitamin D. And when we are depleted in any of these nutrients, when our brain goes calling, there is no nutrient to fill it in. And of course, if we don't have the supplies to build a brain, well, what's going to happen? It's eventually going to start breaking down. So again, good news here is that if we can determine which hormones or nutrients the body is depleted of, then we can go ahead and step in and we can refill that supply of that hormone to the brain, thus slowing, stopping, and even reversing symptoms of cognitive decline, type number three, blood sugar. So this has to do with our diet, our brain can burn two things for fuel, it can bring burn sugar for fuel, it can burn fat for fuel. And when we're burning fat for fuel, this is what we call ketosis, you've probably heard of a ketogenic diet. But when we burn fat for fuel, look, our bodies were designed to do this, arguably, our culture our people our species evolved on a ketogenic like diet it was it was very low carb uh it, we we just did not have the access to carbohydrates then that we do now and in fact it's estimated that 200 years ago the average american consumed about 2 pounds of sugar per year and when i say sugar that's the same thing as a carbohydrate well fast forward to today It's now estimated that the average American consumes about 150 pounds of sugar per year compared to two pounds, 200 years ago, we have vastly changed the energy supply, the fuel supply to our body. It was not designed to burn this degree, this level of carbohydrates and you know, 150 a year. I mean, that breaks down to we're consuming more sugar and carbohydrates in a year or in a week than our ancestors consumed in an entire year. And the result of this again is inflammation. These blood sugar imbalances damage the brain, unlike fat, which is actually quite brain protective ketones have been shown to reduce brain inflammation. They've been shown to rebuild, um, rebuild brains to build neurons. So. We cannot depend on our normal diet protecting us. We have to focus on diet, and we have to balance blood sugar. Now, again, great piece of good news here is that blood sugar imbalance is completely reversible, and you know, contrary to popular belief, pre-diabetes and even type two diabetes are one hundred percent reversible with proper lifestyle and dietary. Changes. So, so far, the top three causes of brain degeneration, cognitive decline, dementia, Alzheimer's, inflammation, uh, lack of hormones and nutrients, and blood sugar imbalance are all correctable. Number four is toxins. Let's face it, we don't live in the Garden of Eden anymore. We live in a highly toxic world. The foods we eat are covered with herbicides and pesticides and glyphosates, which have been shown to damage the brain. The air that we're breathing is filled with pollution nowadays, especially in cities. And there's now research that's coming out that's showing that people who live in urban areas are more likely to develop uh, cognitive decline, dementia, and Alzheimer's as a result of the air that we are breathing. Uh, toxicities such as exposures to plastics and heavy metals and one that's hardly ever looked at that is a big part of my own healing and recovery from cognitive decline is exposure to biotoxins such as mold and bacteria that grow in water damaged buildings. You've probably heard of Lyme disease, another cause of cognitive decline and dementia. And now we're even hearing stories of COVID and its impact on the brain driving brain atrophy or the shrinking of the brain causing uh, dementia, a biotoxin, mold, bacterias and viruses like COVID. Again, the great news here is that when we get out of exposure and we detoxify from these things, we can actually start to heal and recover. Number five is circulation. And this seems obvious. Maybe you'd say it's a no-brainer. But we clearly, we need circulation getting to our brain in order for our brain to function optimally. So again, whether we're even just trying to fine-tune, like, can I optimize my brain function versus someone who's on the other end of the spectrum who is actually struggling to function and to maintain we need blood flow going to the brain and exercise has been shown to reduce and possibly be the number one most important factor in slowing stopping or reversing cognitive decline again regardless of causes making sure we're getting adequate amounts of circulation to the brain again great news this is something we can start doing at any time to start getting more circulation to the brain. And then of course, number six is going to be associated with head injuries. So any kind of concussions, playing sports, car accidents, who knows, there's a lot of places where we can uh, experience head injuries that are going to trigger an inflammatory response. But the problem is, is that, you know, maybe you've heard of post concussion syndrome where, you know, people may be recovered from the early acute symptoms of a concussion only to a year later, start experiencing symptoms of memory loss, uh, confusion, difficulty concentrating irritability changes in mood, depression, anxiety, all can be triggered from a chronic inflammatory response that's triggered from a head injury. And, you know, once again, you might be ready for this, but this is good news. If, if we know that the changes are being caused from inflammation, there are tools and strategies that we can implement to start to shut down this inflammation and therefore slowing, stopping, and even reversing these cognitive changes. So in review, top six root cause of dementia, cognitive decline and Alzheimer's are gonna be inflammation, lack of hormones and nutrients to the brain, um, toxicity, exposure, blood sugar imbalances, poor circulation, and head injuries, all of which can be addressed through lifestyle, Changes, modifications, diet, supplementation, and so for anybody who's struggling, anybody whether you're at the beginning, just starting to notice for yourself that you're slipping, you're dropping off a little bit, brain's not functioning as well as you uh, are, are is normal. And then especially if we've had friends or loved ones and we've watched them go through uh, cognitive decline, dementia, Alzheimer's, like it, it can be downright petrifying to see this, or whether you are in that you have had a diagnosis, these are areas that we can dive into. And if you're at the beginning, you might just pick one of these areas and say, okay, I could make some changes to my diet, I could start balancing my blood sugar or cutting out carbs, or, you know, I could focus on detoxification, or, you know, maybe I need to get my hormone status, uh, you know, checks and see, you know, where that stands, how I can support my brain. On the other hand, if you're already having significant changes and you've already had a diagnosis, you probably need to address all of these at once, but breaking it down into bite-sized parts where they're prioritized, like, okay, which one of these areas is seemingly the most likely to be contributing uh, to the cognitive changes? So that's it for today, top six causes, root cause of brain degeneration or inflammation, lack of hormones and nutrients, blood sugar imbalance, toxins, circulation and head injuries. Thanks for listening to the Brain Health podcast. If you'd like more cutting-edge information on brain health, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok or simply head over to my website, thebrainhealthdoctor.com. If you love the show and want to support us, please leave a 5-star review on Apple, Spotify or Google. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.